Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available in America, Outlouds, iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on the brand new AmericaOutloud.news. Be sure to check it out. It has thousands of articles and podcasts updated daily, including our full archive of show. The website is looking great. Got to head on over and check it out. Wishing you all a happy new year. Uh, obviously, 2023 was a big year for After Dark with Rob and Andrew, and we are very excited about 2024. Uh, we've got the election this year, of course, so uh, this is going to be a crazy, jam-packed year, and we are going to be here to cover it all unfiltered, uncensored, uh, just our raw reactions on all the stories rob and i bb diamond and heather robinson going to be joining us uh on shows uh throughout the year so we're definitely looking forward to sharing uh with you guys 2024 it's going to be a special year a landmark year in all of our lives with this next presidential election we've made it through well not yet we've got one more year until we can say that we've made it through the joe biden administration and uh we've got a lot of new stories to talk about certainly heading into 2024 but uh let's start off with uh, nikki haley who's been on the rise a little bit she surpassed uh governor ron DeSantis in most of the polls as uh, the second place in the Republican uh, nomination so far. Uh, she, to me, she hasn't really ran a great campaign, but she has gotten all the big money donors behind her. She got Kristen Nunu to endorse her in uh, New Hampshire, which has made her numbers certainly rise significantly there. But she was the talk the other day when she got the question about the Civil War, what started the Civil War. Uh, her answer was, week and she got slammed for not mentioning slavery in the answer of course it's a complex answer i think uh she would have avoided some of the criticism had she said slavery i'm sure the left would have still found some things to criticize her about uh probably even conservatives but uh really it's a no-win situation when you get asked one of those questions on the campaign rail but campaign trail it's kind of like a gotcha question, but man, did she flub it up in a pathetic way. Uh, Rob, what were your thoughts on what we saw out of Nikki Haley flubbing up the Civil War? I mean, come on. Well, first of all, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in for another year, 2024. And as you mentioned, Andrew, we have a lot of exciting guests going to be coming on. And there will never be a dull moment as we see that right now with the year ending. We have the year ending with Colorado trying to kick Trump off of the presidential ballot. He's now back on. We're now finding out that the state of Maine has kicked him off. And the person who's done it was a delegate of Joe Biden. Now, if you can't see that these guys are trying to suppress the vote of regular citizens, that they're trying to fix the election as they did in 2020, as they have always done, them being the Democrats, then you don't want to see it. You're okay with this. And as Vladimir Putin said, how dare America try to tell other countries how to handle their elections? And they're trying to, the current candidate is, or the person in office is trying to put his chief rival behind bars. What does that sound like? 
it sounds like Russia, which is what Putin has done. And the United States always comes out and says, you can't do it. They did this with Venezuela, with Maduro. I mean, in the Philippines, this just keeps happening. It's now happening in our backyards, Andrew. And we've got people saying it's not happening. America has fallen to its knees and it seems as though it can't get up. And now you were asking me about Nikki Haley. Uh, wow. The short answer should have been because of slavery. No, as you mentioned, that wouldn't have satisfied the left. But I want you guys to think about something else. She flubbed on this. She got it all wrong. She's now coming out saying that it was a Democrat operative. I'm surprised that she didn't say it was a Trump operative, that someone from Trump's campaign put them up to it. But she probably didn't say that because she's probably hoping or counting on he might make me his vice president. But see, the Democrats are always two steps or three steps ahead. That's the reason why they're jumping on this. It really is much to do about nothing. I mean, I could say, okay, she made a mistake. She should have been able to answer that of all the questions as opposed to saying, that's the reason why I put it back to them. What do you think the cause of the Civil War? It's like, Nikki, what? I mean, I would have just said, wait a minute. Uh, well, I want to ask you, but the cause of it was because of slavery. Abraham Lincoln wanted to keep the union together. He was more concerned with keeping the union together than about slavery. But of course, that was one of the reasons as well. But she didn't do it. So now the left, they're after her because now they can say again, you see that? All the Republicans, they're racist. And if Trump puts her on the ticket, it's another racist ticket. And they're going to run with that because now they want to scare, again, the, the famous suburban moms. And then they'll say, oh, no, she's too racist. We definitely can't vote for her. But it's much to do about nothing. They don't care about it. That's just another way for these lefties to tag on racism, white supremacy. Because Nikki is an Indian. Okay, she's Indian American, if you want to say that. But they don't care because she's a woman. And just in case that base was softening up on her, now they have ammunition to go after her. So for Mr. Sununu, who's trying to support her while attacking Trump, how are you going to deal with that? What they should have done is just said she had a lapse in judgment. She wasn't thinking clearly. But we know what the reason the cause of the Civil War was. Now, eventually, she'll probably come out and try to dress it up a little bit more. She's now trying to blame it as being a Democrat operative that, oh, yeah, we see these people. I heard her say on a radio show, oh, we see these people coming a mile away. We know what they're doing. We know what they're about. And we just keep our eyes on them. No, Nikki, you messed up there. I'm sorry you messed up. And something that you had said before, Andrew, as far as she messed up, remember, she also, with the whole Bubba Wallace situation, she jumped on board with that and said, oh, we have no place for this Bubba Wallace, this kind of racism in our country. She did the same thing when she was attacking Trump. Her judgment just isn't there. She goes with the wind. She responds with, I think they'll like it if I say this. So I'm going to say yeah, this after, as opposed to that. After George Floyd passed away, she also said something to the effect of uh, for us, to, for America to get right, everyone has to hurt. Something like that uh, is definitely pandering to the left after that situation as well. It just goes to her judgment and what she's thinking. Because I would have immediately said the Civil War was over slavery. Now, there are some scholars that would say, yeah, it was over slavery, but Lincoln's main objective was to keep the Union together. He didn't want the Union to be broken apart. But in doing so, the troops, fellow Americans, went to war against each other because of slavery. The South wanted it, and the North did it. The South, which was at the time consisted of, <laughs> I hate to say it, it consisted of Democrats, okay, <laughs> that, that, that wanted it. Okay, those Democrats have since moved up north and they've created complete havoc. But we have to just yeah. be honest here and just look at it for what it is. 
her being a Southern woman, she kind of embarrassed uh, Republicans all over the South with her answer, to be honest. I mean, I don't know how she flubbed it up that bad. I mean, she just had to say one word and it would have satisfied so many people. Uh, as a politician, you just got to be more savvy than that. Um, I think that might have just ended her campaign. It would have. But of course, you have the establishment. There's going to like the Koch brothers. They're going to try to tell us, don't believe what you hear. Let's look the other way. And that's the reason why, Andrew, I was surprised that she didn't try and blame this on Trump and say that, you know, this is a Trump setup. Trump did this. But the reason why she did it, as I said, is because she is thinking of the long term. She's thinking that Trump might make her his VP. So it's best not to upset the apple cart too much because she's already created a lot of damage by going after Trump and saying some things that others wouldn't say. So in this instance, it's the same thing. She has to be careful. But her trying to clean up the mess that she made on aisle 13, it's making it even stinkier. She's making it even a bigger mess. It's just best she should have just said, okay, I had a, an eclipse, but I know what caused it. But trying to blame the Democrats, and they want her to do it, like I said, they want her to blame them. They're all for this. Why are they all for it? Well, because, again, it takes the subject back to white supremacists. And as you said, she's a Southern woman. She's Indian. She should know better. She should know what caused the Civil War. But then when you really look at this, Andrew, someone could say, well, maybe she's just been playing this all along, that her beliefs really aren't what we see. And some people believe that. I know you've even said, Andrew, that you think that she's part of the big establishment and that things that she says, we don't, we don't trust it. I mean, you and I both thought that she was a great UN ambassador, hands down. She was great. But I think that when you really take a closer look at her, uh, she realizes that she's a minority woman, but I think she knows how to play the game, thus that she will benefit. I mean, they've even said that when she left uh, being the governor, she left being ambassador, she was in debt. I don't know why, how she got in debt, but you know, they're always saying people are in debt. But little did I know, Andrew, that she had gone onto these huge corporations, these boards, and started to make money, which is what a lot of politicians do. And I shouldn't be at all surprised, but I just, I just saw her always out and about. So I didn't see, like, when did she have time to join some big board? But apparently she did. And she made a whole lot of money. After which she decided, well, now let me run for the president after telling Trump that she wasn't going to do it. So we now see her true colors. It's all these little mishaps that these people right. make, it's, Andrew. If someone, some have said she's just a brunette Liz Cheney. If uh, she were to be the nominee, people like Jeb Bush, uh, Karl Rove, uh, they would be giddy. I mean, they would love a Nikki Haley candidacy uh, in the GOP. Paul Ryan, people like that. Uh, for sure would be excited with Nikki Haley. And uh, as we said, her track record is not good. She did a decent job at the UN, but once things got tough, she tucked tail and quit. I mean, that can't be someone that's president of the United States, someone that's going to step down. You accepted that position to serve under President Trump as UN ambassador, uh, and she couldn't even stick it out for four years. She quit. Well, see, that's the thing, because she quit so that she could join these big corporations and uh, make a whole lot of money. I'm all for, all for people making money. It's a capitalist society, but I am against politicians leaving the White House or leaving the uh, political arena just to make money. I can't deal with that. I have an issue with that because I think it's all for purpose. And of course, hers was for purpose. Uh, and that's the reason why she did it. So 
whether or not she'll stay in, I think that she will remain in. I think she'll see what happens with the vote in Iowa, what happens in New Hampshire. I think she's definitely putting all of her eggs in the basket in New Hampshire. Although New Hampshire is just a small snippet of the election and what it will be. But for her and for the party establishment, they're hoping that, oh, this will definitely bring the house down. This will show us who we are. This will show people that Nikki is a viable candidate and that she will do well. But I would submit that it, it doesn't show us that. <laughs> it does not show us that at all. It just shows that, okay, that she won New Hampshire. What else? Let's move on because there are other states. But I think they're probably hoping that she'll gain momentum. Again, if she becomes a candidate, I will support her. But at the same time, I would steer her, I hope the party would steer her in the right direction to let her know, look, these are the conservative principles. You can't get there and hope that you're going to open up doors for all these deep pocket individuals, conservatives. And what's even sadder, Andrew, is that a lot of the conservatives that support her, they're only supporting her for what they will get once she becomes a president. And I think that Americans have to look at that. And we've got to take assessment that a lot of people who are running, and you look at the people that support them, they're supporting them because of what they're going to get in return. It's an unknown promise that they're going to get. Trump didn't have to fulfill that because Trump ran his own campaign. And he, you know, he did get people in his office that we questioned as to why would he put them there. But of course, they agreed to be there because they felt that they would be able to control him. They would run the administration. But when they saw that it wasn't going to work, they all started bowing out and started attacking him and writing books to make money. You look at Bill Barr. Even now, he will not give it up. He keeps saying Trump is a threat. And anyone who says that, that Trump is a threat, they're part of the establishment. Because what they should be saying is that Joe Biden is a threat. You can say, well, you know, Trump, with Trump comes a lot of chaos, you know, but his policies work. And the chaos is all personal that the media creates, they delve into and make us think that it's the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world. The media said that we were going to go to war with North Korea. We didn't go to war. But look at how many wars we're in under Biden. Look at how we've fallen off the world stage. Now, if Bill Barr wants to say that, I'm okay with it, but he won't. He'll say Trump is a threat. He's going to just completely destroy the country. No, he's not. Trump is going to go after his enemies. No, he's going to go after those individuals who use the government to go after private citizens, and rightfully so. If anyone who's going after their enemies is Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is going after Trump. I read the an article this past week that Joe Biden actually pressured Merrick Garland to go after Trump. Now, whether Joe Biden had the tenacity or the insight to do it is questionable because he doesn't know what time of day it is. I think it might have been someone within his campaign, and that was probably channeled through Barack Obama, who by all means is the worst, the most devilish, the most corrupt, the most destructive president this country has ever, ever had. And we have to admit that. Barack Obama was a very destructive president. I don't care how many times you guys want to say he's the first black president. Yes, he was the first black, and he was the worst first black president. He should have never been let near the White House. And this is coming from a black man. He was extremely destructive, and black people know it, and we have to accept that. We can no longer say, yeah, but white people, they're destructive also. No, not by like this man. Okay, and if you want to put him on that pedestal, you can put him on the pedestal with some of the old presidents that were just as destructive. Barack Obama was extremely destructive. He has not served a purpose. He has done nothing good for this country 
while he was in office and since he has left. He has not tried to bring us together. He has sat back and watched us fight against each other. He's watched the destruction of this country. He has not behaved in a capacity of a statesman. He's a very destructive individual, Andrew. Yeah, you've got that right. As you said, uh, probably the worst president ever. I mean, give Joe Biden another year. Uh, he's given him a run for his money already. Uh, those have to be the top two at this point. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Robin and Andrew, which is available at After Dar- at America Out Loud Talk Radio, which is available on iHeartRadio Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. If that week shows off, I was a little rusty. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin and Andrew. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill, it's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with CoFix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? CoFix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. CoFix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Well, guys, what can I say? I think Andrew might have been partying it a little bit too hard the week that we were off and definitely partying too hard welcoming in 2024 because as you notice he got all tongue-tied when he was trying to end the show i'm not wanting to point fingers or anything but andrew what exactly did you do on new year well, i guess I you were... wasn't go with, ahead uh anderson cooper and uh, andy cohen i know that <laughs> but uh yeah i might have had a little too much fun uh on new year's eve there new year's day uh, of course <laughs> Got got quite a bit to do, so uh, yeah, I'm uh, just happy to be back in the new year. <laughs> but, but you know, we did you miss Don Lemon? 
he wasn't even on the air on CNN. He wasn't able to get drunk and uh, kiss his lover or uh, yeah, prance around. You know, I heard that he's somewhere losing on a fat farm. He lost a lot of weight. I think he went on Ozempic along with Oprah Winfrey, our girl Oprah, who's always dieting. And, you know, she came out and she talked about people who were, she claimed they were cheating by using uh, Ozempic and all these other mechanisms to lose weight only to find out that she's doing the same thing. I mean, I gotta admit, she looks okay, but it's like you're gonna attack other people for something that you're now doing. Because remember, she was on Weight Watchers and she made a lot of a buttload of money off Weight Watchers, and I'm sure she made them money. But uh, it just this just goes back to how liberals they contradict themselves at every turn. They say one thing, they'll do another. They'll tell you not to do it, but they're doing it. I don't, I don't get these people. No, I, I shouldn't say that, Andrew. I get them. They don't care, and their whole mantra is to win by any means necessary, to convince people to vote for us by any means necessary, because we don't care. It's our way or the highway. You look at Maine. You look at what happened in Maine. This woman thinks she's a secretary of state, has decided, as we opened up talking about, to remove Trump from the ballots. We don't want him there. Now, why don't you want him there? Why wouldn't you just let the people decide? If you think that you're going to beat him, why do you care if he's on the ballot? Allow the people to decide so that you can beat him decisively so that you can make fun of him. Why go through this whole process of removing him from the ballot? As if though, oh, if people see him there, it's going to affect their brains and they don't want him there. Why even go that route? The same thing with Colorado. They, we're going to remove him only later on to say, oh, we're going to put him back on. Oh, we're not going to exactly take him off because we know there's going to be an appeal. And now they're saying, well, we're going to put him back on during the appeal process. And no one is going to call this out. No one in the media is going to call this out. But after Dr. Robin Andrew and some of the other our other hosts on the America Outlaw platform. And what do you guys think about the new platform? Do you like it? Yeah, we went away for a week. They revamped. We're always coming up with something new, but it's kind of snazzy, don't you think so? I think so. But back to the story. With these, And there are other states that are looking to bring take him off. I think Michigan, they decided they're not going to do it. But there are others. But going back to Maine, this woman who did it, as I mentioned during the first block, she was a delegate for Joe Biden. Now, imagine had this happened with Trump trying to do this. It, it just goes back to Bill Barr. Bill Barr says that Trump is going to be disastrous. He's going to try to stop democracy. But what is Joe Biden doing with these Democrats who are trying to remove Trump from the ballot? No one can answer that. No one can address that. No one wants to. No one wants to put that out there. I would have Bill Barr on my show and say, OK, Bill, we know that you said about Trump being chaotic and Trump this. Okay, let's just say, okay, he, he steps on his own message, uh, self-inflicted wounds, but his policies are great. You got to give him that. His policies are great. But if you're saying that he's going to hamper democracy, and I would say the same thing to Chris Christie, what is Joe Biden doing exactly? Now, you guys would say, well, we called it out. Okay, fine, but why aren't you talking about it more so? Why are you only focusing on Trump? Because the threat to democracy is a person sitting in the White House who's giving money to Ukraine to fight a war that they've lost, who's hoping secretly that they assassinate Putin. The threat to democracy is we're like trying to go after our, our, uh, our ally, Israel, and tell them how to control their war with Hamas and them trying to beat out a terrorist organization, a terrorist organization that was at bay or destroyed until Barack Obama came in and helped build them up. I mean, I just don't get it. I'm just, I'm just trying to understand what you guys are talking about when you're on TV ad nauseum talking about Trump being a threat and he's going to go after his enemies. And we see that that's what this Justice Department, Department of Justice under Joe Biden has done. Look at all these frivolous lawsuits that are going against Trump. 
Now, we could have done the same thing with Barack Obama when he left office with Fast and Furious with Solyndra. Everyone's forgotten about the Solyndra deal and how he put all this money in it and then it collapsed. Fast and Furious, having, uh, weaponizing the IRS. But see, no one wanted to go after him because had they done it, they would have said, you're a racist, you're going after the first black president. But we could have, and we should have, to hold him accountable. As Martin Luther King said, it's the content of character, not the color of your skin that should dictate this. But we now know that if you do have white skin and you are a Democrat, you get white privilege. Look at Hunter Biden. Yes, I'm going to go to Hunter Biden. And we're going to talk about it the entire year. Eluding justice. While Jesse Jackson Jr. spent a year or uh, 16 months in jail without paying taxes, misappropriation of campaign finance, funds. Look at Wesley Snipes. Now, these are black men. No one cares about them. But, West, but uh, Hunter Biden, who didn't pay taxes, had like a million dollars of unpaid taxes. And then when he did decide to pay, he tried to write off prostitutes and hookers. Or is they always want to say entertainment women? No, they're prostitutes and hookers. Don't try to dress it up. His own sister, the exact same thing, albeit her tax bill was only like less than $1,000. Rules for thee, not for me. Then look at Joe Biden's brother. No one wants to focus on any of these stories. They just want to tell us how great Joe Biden is. He's the best president ever and that he saved us from Trump. Even if you thought that in 2020, how could you vote for a man who at one point in 1979, Andrew, said that Jimmy Carter should not be reelected because of high inflation? This is Joe Biden himself. See, these are the things that the media will not put out there. They'll hide this. And see, I say the media and I blame the media because they have a far reach than we do here on After Dark. We have to like look and look and look. We don't have all these people to assist us in looking at all the contradictions in what they say. Like no one would have ever known about Jesse Jackson Jr. And still people don't know about it. Went to jail for 16 years. Hunter Biden, no jail time. You have the, uh, I think it was a Baltimore chief who went to jail for tax evasion. Meek Mills, Wesley Snipes, I mentioned all of them. But the media will say nothing about it. They'll keep it all suppressed. None of Trump's children have gone to jail. Oh, but they wanted to send them to jail. This is where we are in this society. And we're going to keep talking about this until it starts to resonate, although the media doesn't want to talk about it. The media, whom I have said all of last year, that media, I said, should be ended. We should get rid of them because they're nothing but a propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. We should abolish them, not the free media, but the media in its current state of Washington Post, New York Times, fake news, CNN, PMS, NBC, ABC, and all those. They should, there should be some of the, I want to say the FEC should go after them, but they won't because they're also compromised. The Constitution said a free press. We don't have that. We have nothing. It's far from being a free press. Because if we had a free press, they would report the news accurately. They would say, okay, Nikki Haley said this. Why did she say it? Why did she come back? Why is she trying to hide behind some Democratic operative? We know that she wants to be the president. Or is she trying to play this off because she wants to be Trump's vice president? See, all these things, we don't have these exposés that we used to have. People really delving into it, Andrew to put the pieces of the puzzle together so that the American people, the voters, would be informed the way they weren't informed in 2020 with the whole Hunter Biden laptop. Because social media said that it was disinformation, it was Russia propaganda. And then we had like 50 intel, intelligent officers saying, yeah, this is probably Russia in, uh, disinformation. And you know what? None of them were held accountable, not a single one. And they probably still have security clearance. Not a single one was held accountable. Panetta? No. Hayden? No. Brennan? No. Weren't even held accountable to this day, and they lied. Why isn't Jack Smith going after them for lying with misinformation? And now you have these people coming out, we want to have a disinformation czar. Well, you have disinformation sitting right in front of us, and no one is calling them out. Not a one of them. John Durham's report came out and said, 
there was no Russia collusion, but still you have the media saying that there was. Who's going to hold these people accountable? We're getting, we're marching toward another election. Is it going to be the same thing? You have Elon Musk trying to save democracy by buying Twitter, and they're now calling it X, exposing all the Twitter files, and the media played it, made it seem as if though it was no big deal. But then Russia collusion, they keep talking about it, but it was fake. That was fake. The Twitter files, real. Again, the media that we should end in its current form was telling us something completely different, Andrew. This is extremely dangerous. This is extremely dangerous. And then you have China, China, dictating the information that we send there, telling Google, you can only have so many things in your Google searches. You've got to change your algorithm. But they won't tell the American people about the algorithm. They're telling their people, we don't want TikTok here. If you have TikTok here, we only want our folks, our kids to know about science. Whereas here in America, you can talk about twerking. You can talk about all this other stuff. You can talk about how much you love uh, Saddam Hussein and bin Laden. But you can't get that in China. Our movies go there. Okay, take out everything that talks about homosexuality. We don't want anything in there to talk about gays and lesbians. But here in America, we want to put it there. And if you don't like it, we're going to say you're homophobic. Well, it sounds like China's homophobic because they don't want any of their movies. And then you have people marching around saying, oh, you're homophobic. It's like, but China, they're saying you better not put it here or we're going to shut it down. It's like, don't people see this? Remember back in the day when Madonna wanted to go overseas to these conservative countries and she wanted to have dancers dressed scantily uh, clothed and kissing each other? And they were like, we don't want that here. And she's going to go there and say, what do you mean? I'm going to do it. It's like, Madonna, that's not your country. Throw her in jail. You see how arrogant we get here? And it's always the liberals. They get us in these pickles. No one wants to call them out. And people forget about it. Look at our young people now protesting for in support of Hamas, although they say it's for the Palestinians shutting down different transportation centers with their flags saying, oh, no, Israel is bad. Israel is bad. Israel is our ally. Israel was in the Middle East long before these radicals. And you know what else? These same people that are saying that, no, Israel stole the land. They will celebrate Christmas. Oh, we're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, looks like to me that happened like almost 2,000 years ago. So that means that they were there before the Palestinians, right? They don't connect yeah. the dots. Did you see that Daily Bell poll? It says one in five young Americans have a positive view of Osama bin Laden. Disturbing Daily Mail poll results also reveal three in ten Gen Zers think the views of the 9-11 mastermind were a force for good. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is what the left is teaching these kids. As Rob's often said, uh, they're trying to whitewash away 9-11 and we see this every day with these Palestinian protests Hamas people are literally uh, rooting for the terrorists it seems like and just totally against Israel who was brutally bombed on October 7th brutally bombed on October 7th they wanted to wipe Israel off the face of the earth they don't want them there but you had these young people who've been indoctrinated because of our educational system that is at the top controlled by a bunch of radicals a bunch of radicals they're not teaching these kids the truth and andrew what's even disturbing is that you have adults grown folks not that these kids aren't adults and grown folks who know the history they know the history of the holocaust they know the history of these terrorist groups they know the history of radicals they know how radicals will get inside of a system and will destroy it but will not call it and that's the, thing that, that's the thing that's so disheartening, that they're watching our country be destroyed. And again, I bring in Barack Obama. What has this man done to help our country, Andrew? And there's so many of us Westerners who just don't understand the culture over there. I'm not saying I understand it, but um, 
Israelis and the Palestinians, I mean, there's real hatred between those two groups. Um, and that attack, I mean, it just set off so many sentiments uh, of hatred between the two. And obviously Hamas is the aggressor in this. And what they did on October 7th was terrible. And uh, Israel is plotting the revenge. As I said, um, I'm not always for these foreign wars certainly i don't want us involved so uh, that's kind of my take on it i mean uh yeah is it sad civilians are getting murdered of course it's sad however i mean it's not unprovoked and uh it's like seven out of ten palestinians support hamas so uh these civilians even though some of them uh, wouldn't participate in terrorism themselves, uh, they are terrorist sympathizers. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. That's just how it is. I call it a spade. And if you were to ask these crazy kids anything about the history, as you said, they wouldn't know anything about it. And not only that, ask them, okay, if all this is happening, why want their brothering in Egypt and Syria or Libya allow them to come in? Why don't they, or Jordan, why won't they open up the gates and say, come in? Why don't they put down the border walls and say, come in? Better yet, why do they even have border walls? Because borders, walls work. And what we see here now happening on our southern border is by design. And it's not just the Mexicans that are coming over. You have the Chinese coming over. You have Africans coming over. You have everyone coming over from every country that want to get here to America because they know that if I get here, I can make it. They're not coming here because they're saying, oh, there's racism. I want to try some of that racism out. Why, why isn't that question being put out there? I would go to some of these individuals and say, wait a minute. You do realize you're coming to one of the most racist places in the world. What will they have to say? I want CNN. I want Joy Behar. I want Joy Reid. I want Anderson Cooper to put that question to these illegals. I, ask them directly. You're going to America. Well, don't you know that America is one of the racist countries out there? You see what they're doing to people? They try to keep people back. They're homophobic. They're this and they're that. They're all these phobisms. Put the question to them and see what they have to say. They won't do it because they're afraid that if they do it, people will wake up and say, wait a minute. So what are we out here protesting for? What are we out here doing all this? For? I, you said the closest are racist, but why are these people at the border? Why are all these people in El Paso, Texas? Well, why are they there trying to keep Eagle Pass, Texas? Why are they there trying to come in here? Because we're the racist country. They're not going to make it. The cops will shoot them. Shoot them dead. It's a lie. They've been lying to you. And we need for people to start standing up. Barack Obama's not going to do it because he's benefiting from this. He wants to be a billionaire, he and Michelle. They're not going to call this out. They want to continue telling us, oh, that they're racist and look what they're doing to us and they're holding you back. When you look at the 6 o'clock news, who do you see that's doing the smash and grab? Who's there? Let's just admit it. Who's doing it? These out-of-control black kids that don't have fathers at home. And they don't have fathers at home because of the Democrat policies that says, you don't need a father at home, this woman. Kick him out, and we'll give you all the money you need. That's the reason why. We got to wake up. I don't like saying this, okay? I don't like saying it. It pains me to say it. But you have to admit the truth. And why Barack and Michelle Obama aren't out there saying we need to educate our children, sons and daughters a lot better. Remember, Barack Obama came out at one point. He was saying this. He was saying how black boys need to pull their pants up. Stop showing your butt. Black men, you got to start being responsible. That's what we need to hear. 
Now, of course, let's not get it twisted. We see this in every community. You see it in the white community. You see it in the Indian community. You see it in the Hispanic community. But it's pervasive in the black community. And when you only make up 12% of the population, and of that 12%, a third is going down the wrong path, you got a problem. Because during the 60s and the 70s, the black fathers were at home. But they were trying to pull them out then. But so before the civil rights movement, you had black fathers at home. Children weren't born out of wedlock. Now when you look at it, there are more black children that are born out of wedlock than there are white and Hispanic children. That's wrong. We got a problem. We have to admit it. There's a problem here. And see, here on After Dark, we're going to discuss it. We're not going to hide away from it. And we want to encourage you to share the story. Yeah, and people are undermining, I think, uh, the black vote that President Trump does bring. If someone like Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley were the candidate, they're not going to get the black vote. Uh, these black people that voted uh, Republican last time around, uh, a majority of them, they're, they're not Republicans. They're, they voted for Trump. Uh, that's who they're voting for. Um, so, yeah, I think Ron DeSantis would do very poorly with the black vote. And uh, we're going to continue to talk about Ron DeSantis when we come back. He had a very interesting statement on what he's going to do with the border. He's been saying this for a while now. So uh, we'll talk about Ron DeSantis' border policy, uh, President Trump's border policies, and uh, more when we come back on After Dark with Robin Andrew. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy cell the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health sleep better focus deeper and stay younger longer absorb a healthier lifestyle with healthy cells pill free vitamins you can go to healthycell.com or americaoutloud.shop check out the great products and save with the promo code out loud we'll be back with more after dark with robin andrew With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. 
So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. We are back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew for the final half of the show. And as I mentioned before the break, we're talking about the border and Ron DeSantis' plan to send uh, special forces after the cartels in Mexico. That's what he stated that he will do. And he says he'll do it on day one. He says the president of the United States has got to use all available powers as commander in chief to protect our country and to protect the people. So when they're coming across, yes, we're going to use lethal force. Yes, we reserve the right to operate. Ron DeSantis will declare a national emergency on day one, mobilize all military resources, declare the cartels to be narco-terrorists, and change the rules of engagement on the border. The full force of the federal government will be utilized to ensure that illegal drug flow is stopped, and he will bring to bear every tool he has to end this. So uh, pretty much he is talking about going into Mexico and using lethal force against these drug cartels obviously uh, mexico would have a huge problem with that uh you would have to work that out with them uh beforehand you would think um i mean they are part of the problem but they are also getting their country invaded as well if you remember president trump had it where they were keeping a lot of the uh, illegals on their side of the border and we had the border crossings down like 30 percent uh, right away so i mean this does work uh to have mexico uh try and chip in their part but joe biden's giving them no pressure so they've got no incentive they're making more from the cartels right now than they would um, actually enforcing any kind of border patrol on their own end. So uh, Mexico's all right with the cartels right now because they make a lot of money off of them. So uh, Ron DeSantis talking about lethal force at the border, Rob. Uh, do you think this is the kind of stern talk we need? I I kind of do. Uh, President Trump has said that his border policy will uh, be the biggest deportation in American history if he is reelected president. I mean, this problem under Joe Biden has just gotten beyond out of hand. Uh, under Barack Obama, it was out of hand. It's been out of hand for a long time, uh, and it's going to take radical changes. Uh, I kind of like President Trump's method. Uh, you just finish the border wall. You deport as many as you can. And anybody that we catch at the border, uh, they're not coming in. Uh, they're going to get arrested and processed. And if they're found again, um, they're going to have really bad consequences. Uh, what are your thoughts on DeSantis's plan and uh, President Trump's plan? Well, I, I, I agree with what he's saying. Remember, Trump has said something similar when he was in office. It also came out, I think it was uh, Mark Miley who wrote in his book that Trump had said that he was going to go into Mexico and he was going to start a war or he was going to try to apprehend them or something of that nature. And people started attacking uh, Trump for it. But Trump made sense. OK, the country is being invaded. These are not good people. So if you want to stop it, you go in with the full military might and you stop it. What's new here? I think that DeSantis is just taking a page from Trump's book. Now, of course, he won't give Trump yeah. credit for it. I don't know if he gave Trump credit for it, but he's taking a page from his book. 
this is easy to say when you're running for president, but what's DeSantis going to do when he's got a Democrat Senate, for example? Or what if he gets a Democrat Congress? Uh, all the pushback from the media. Is he still going to do this? Uh, I highly doubt it. Uh, I think this could be a lot of him being all talk, but he's also the same guy that criticizes Trump for not finishing the border wall, which is disingenuous because he knows the pushback uh, that President Trump got from Congress and people like Paul Ryan, who now support uh, the other candidates, um, so, uh, not allowing the wall to be built that first two years when President Trump had a Republican majority. It should have been a layup. It should have been a layup. And even if Trump were to get back into office, he's going to have the same problem. And that's where it goes to when I criticize, I started criticizing the Republican establishment and the Ronna McDaniels of the world, because she should be working to get people in office that will support Trump. She should be working to try to defeat Democrats. So she know, okay, these are Democrats in these areas. We need to run candidates against them. She should have already identified candidates so that she could have started working with them. Now I'm hearing that people want her to step down. She's not going to step down, although she's doing a bad job. She feels that, oh, I deserve to be here. I'm going to stay here. I'm not stepping down. Well, Rona, what have you done for me lately to help the party? Absolutely nothing but create chaos. I mean, they're getting ready to have another debate on Democrat debate on some uh, – liberal station. Now, of course, the RNCs are sponsoring debate, but you would think she would go to these candidates and say, don't go on. Don't do it. Because the only thing you're going to do is they're going to try to ask you questions about Trump or about each other to create chaos. Now, and I hear the stories where people saying, yeah, but we want we want to be we want to make certain that everyone can see our candidates. We want all of our candidates out there. I get that. Okay. But when you're going up against a system that is completely biased, you're not going to be able to get your message through anyway. Because they're going to go in with the with under those premises that we're going to make certain that we dirty them up so that people don't like them. We have to be careful when we're going out there and doing this. You only get one shot. And the Democrats have shown us that they will lie, cheat, and do everything else to stop us from winning. They don't care. It's all about them and them winning and destroying America. I mean, I go back to... I know some of you are probably getting tired, but I'm going back to Barack Obama, who's supposed to be acting as a statesman, and he's not. This man is extremely dangerous. And then not only that, but you, you look at the entire Democratic establishment. You look at uh, Biden, them saying that Biden is going to step down, and everyone has said that if he was going to step down, he should have done it way before Thanksgiving. He's yet to do it. We're now up on the new year. And I've even said, we did an article about it, that Biden's going to stay there unless Biden dies. Now, they might get to the convention. They may have a contested convention. But if Biden wants to stay, you bet your bottom dollar, the media is going to get behind him. And while Barack Obama has his henchmen like David Axelrod coming out saying, oh, we need to look at Biden because I don't know if he's good. I mean, I think this is all smoke screens and mirrors. If it works, and if everyone gets behind it and say, get rid of them, they'll go with it. But if they go out there and they say this and it's not getting any traction, and it seems as if though these so-called young people want him to stay, they're going to keep him in there. They will keep him in there and then they will figure out a way of cheating to make certain that he wins this election. And one of the ways they're going to do it is to make certain that they try to keep Trump tied up in all these frivolous lawsuits. 
This is what this is what they're good at. And then they will come up with the idea that, oh, well, maybe we should send troops into Mexico to stop it. Remember they has what remember what they said about the wall? Oh, walls aren't good. And now, oh, maybe we should start putting the walls back up there. After Mallorca has allowed so many people into our country. You guys can't imagine how many people are here. You know, Andrew, I think about the show that we had once before. I can't, we had two guests. One was uh, Jeff Dornick, and I can't think of the other guy. He's an attorney. You said you're going to try to get him back on here. But uh, he had said that, you know, we can get these illegals out of here, just go there and wave a dollar, and they'll all jump for it to, to get it to, to leave. And Trump is saying that one of the first things he's going to do, he said, you're going to see one of the massive deportations ever to take place. I hope that he's able to do it. Because we really do need to get these people out of our country. We really do. Now, I know liberals are going to say, but they don't know anything about their own country. They've had children here. Their children don't know anything about the country. And they don't know anything about this country other than the fact that they're getting a free ride. It's time to send them all back. It's time to send them all back. Do not allow them to become citizens. It's not fair. And if you want to think it, I'm trying to give Republicans some talking points and give them some helpful hints. If you want to do that, if you guys are saying, well, what else can we do? We've got to give them citizenship. Okay. This is how you do it. You go in and you say, okay, we're not going to give them citizenship. But if we have to go that route, there has to be a criteria. They have to have been here for at least 10 to 15 years, not committed any crime, have an unblemished record. That's what has to happen. And then with that, will start the process, but they can't vote for another 20 years. So, no, not to, but add another 10 years onto that. Because we just can't assume that we're going to let these people just vote just because they're here, let them vote now. No, we can't do that. That, that just that simply can't happen. It cannot happen. And we have to make certain that it does not happen. We have to put, this, have to put a stop to it. But if, if people are, if they haven't woke up yet, to see what's happening. Yeah, and we, we're in we trouble. Need st- we need to stop giving them driver's license like our governor Pritzker's doing and get them off the streets. I mean, if you pull over an illegal driving, throw his ass in jail. Don't give him a driver's license. This is ridiculous. Um, all the incentives the Democrats are giving them, it's no wonder that they're coming into our country illegally. You're right, a driver's license. Because once you give them a driver's license, the first thing you know is they're going to have the right to vote. These the Democrats, like I said, Democrats are like three steps ahead of us. Like the whole thing, as we mentioned during the first block with Nikki Haley, and that whole thing with the Civil War, she's getting it wrong. That was all by design. They knew, hey, we're going to stay on this. It's much to do about nothing, but we're going to stay on it. The same thing with the driver's license. Give the illegals a driver's license. Once they have the license, the next thing we'll know, we'll say, okay, let's give them the right to vote. They have ID. But, but, but get a load of this. This is what's funny, Andrew. So they're going to give them a license. Oh, let's give them a license. Then why aren't you giving black people these license? Because you're saying that they don't have ID. Why can't you give black people license? <laughs> it's the contradiction in all this. Black people don't have uh, a valid life, a valid ID. And it's not fair. It's racist to say they need an ID. Yeah, but you're going to go and give illegal aliens a valid ID? So someone is racist here. You don't want blacks to have it, but you want illegals to have it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's the reason why you have to stop and think about what are these people saying to us? What are they trying to say? Someone is lying. And I tell you, getting these illegals licensed, 
it's part of the whole process to get them have the ability to vote. That's all it is. That is all it is for them to have the ability to vote. That's all they want. They want them to have the ability to vote, and that's the reason why they will make certain that they get a license. It's like you, you got to think this through. Like, what are they doing here? What are they doing and what are they saying? But that's part of the process. That is part of the process. Get them a license and then they can vote. I mean, they're already doing it in California. Uh, we've got to definitely mention uh, Gavin Newsom, who everyone is saying, oh, he's going to be the next president. He'll run and bite instead. No, I mean, this guy has so much dirt on him. Do you actually think that he'll be able to hopscotch over Kamala Harris and be the next uh, the nominee? Well, they would pull it. They would tell black people, shut up. This is who we want. Just go with the process. Talk about voter suppression. Talk about racism. Talk about uh, misogynist. All in the Democrat Party. And Andrew, here's the thing about it. It's not as if though they're hiding it. It's front and center. You can see it. We all see it. But no one wants to call it out. And that's the thing that's so deafening. You see it. They're showing it to us. <laughs> They're not trying to hide it. They're showing us this is what we're doing, and this is how we're going to do it. But no one wants to call it out. No one is saying, they're, they're like, oh, no, no, that's not it. We're, we're doing something else. And it, it, it sickens me because I'm like, aren't people not watching this? These people are destroying our country. And they keep manipulating the pieces. They keep changing the subject. They keep saying, no, it's not that way. It's this way. And no one seems to want to call them out. No one wants to seem to say, uh, actually, you guys, uh, you're contradicting yourself with this whole voter suppression. Because you're doing that by trying to take the vote away from the people in Colorado and now in Maine. You guys are doing that. You guys are trying to keep people from voting for the candidate that they want. But no one sees it. They just keep going along. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's okay. We, we're okay with that. It's not what you see. Don't pay any attention to it. We're just changing the players up to make certain that we have a better chance in the election. But I see it. I'm sure the American people see it, but they're telling them not to look at it, to close your eyes. Pretend as if though it's not there. And then before you know it, bam, it would have stole another election, which is what they are going to try and do, Andrew. They're going to steal, they will try to steal the 2024 election. So all of you who think that, you know, Trump, he's a sure end. Nope, don't believe it. Don't believe it until he actually has it. Don't believe it until the very end. Go, get out and vote. Do not leave anything for chance. You got to get out and vote. You look at the, what they're doing to, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, to Nikki Haley. These people are serious. And I don't think Republicans realize it, Andrew. I don't think they know how to play the game. After all this time, and Trump has shown them how to fight, but I don't think they get it yet. They're still thinking, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we got this. We got it. We'll be able to do it. Oh, and I got to mention one more other thing because I know we're coming toward the end of the uh, show. Uh, just speaking of the new year, you know, we're talking about all these things. Uh, Christmas. Did you guys see the articles that they were running about Melania? And they were saying that she was missing from the Trump Christmas uh, photo, family photo. And why is she missing? Maybe she's going to leave him. And maybe, you know, there's something nefarious. I mean, they had all these negative stories 
as to why she wasn't in the picture, Andrew, only to find out later on that her mom is ill and she's taking care of her mom. Now, you see how they got a thing started? with people the left-wing media oh yeah oh she's not there oh there's something that's going on maybe she's going to divorce and maybe she sees maybe she sees the light and she doesn't like trump anymore when in actuality her mom is sick she couldn't be there but uh baron trump was there so now the media the media moved from that to oh he's going to play a major role in trump's campaign and trump you see i mean uh andrew i called you trump <laughs> Uh, I guess I've been having a little bit too much of the joy juice. You see how tall that guy is, Baron? He is like, yeah, I don't think he has to use the ladder to put the angel on top of the tree. I mean, man, he's like he six tall. Six. I look like he's like seven feet. I'm like, gosh, he's tall. I, this is unbelievable. So I guess the media will start picking on him before long. They'll start messing with him after they, they couldn't get any traction out of the whole story with Melania not being in the picture. They'll go after him now and say that, oh, no, look, look, you know, why, why is he there? He's, and he's only 16, 16, I think he's 16 or 17 years old. Andrew, this is going to be a year that you cannot forget. So I would encourage all of our listeners to stay tuned. And you know what? We might even go live on Facebook a couple of days. If they don't kick us off. And who knows, Andrew, this might be the year that Twitter, formerly, I mean, X, formerly known as Twitter, might let us back on. What do you think? I'll hold my breath on that one, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll wait and find out. I guess uh wouldn't hurt. Maybe we could send some new appeals. Maybe you'll see uh, Small Town Andrew and Rob JH1 back on Twitter in the future. But be sure to check out America Out Loud's uh, Twitter presence. Just type in the hashtag America Out Loud, uh, Out Loud, whatever you type in related to America Out Loud, you'll find a lot of uh, Twitter as patriots associated with America Out Loud, a lot of the show hosts and whatnot, very active on there. Recommend you guys do that. And uh, we're just about out of time tonight. Thank you all for joining us once again on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream, or go to AmericaOutLoud.News. It's got our full archive of shows. Be sure to check that out. We'll see you guys next time. Remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.